What is the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and what does Hamas want? Here's what you need to know. Don't worry, we're going to make it simple. Israel was officially established as a country in 1948 to provide a safe haven for Jewish people after six million Jews were murdered by the Nazis in the Holocaust. But while there had long been Jewish people in the area, at the time there was an Arab majority, as well as minorities including Christians, and together these people were called Palestinians, who didn't want to give up their land to establish a Jewish state. Britain, which had ruled the area as part of its empire, proposed creating another country for Palestinians that would exist alongside Israel. This would be called Palestine. But neighbouring Arab countries rejected the plan. They said Palestine should cover the whole area, including Israel, so they went to war. Israel not only won that war, it ended up controlling more land than was originally planned. Fast forward to today, Palestinians mainly live in two areas that were captured by Israel in 1967. These are the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. The Israeli government controls access to and movement within these areas, especially Gaza, which some human rights organizations say is like an open prison. Right now, Gaza and the area around the Strip is the center of the fighting. Since local elections in 2006, Hamas has controlled Gaza, but it's considered a terrorist organization by countries including the UK and the US. Hamas does not recognize Israel's right to exist and believes that Palestine should cover the whole area from the River Jordan to the Mediterranean Sea. Both Hamas and Israel have been accused of war crimes for their attacks on civilians on both sides of the conflict. Until now, Israel has been well defended with its powerful military, its spying organizations and its Iron Dome, which usually shoots down rockets from Gaza before they can hit Israeli cities. And that's partly why this latest attack from Hamas is so shocking. It's bigger than anything that's come before and it looks like no one on the Israeli side even saw it coming. Hamas has killed hundreds of civilians and soldiers and taken dozens more hostage. Israel has responded by killing hundreds of people in Gaza. Hello everybody and welcome back to Drawing the Line. I'm your host, the one who should not, shall not be named. <laughs> and today, well, I'm sure you can read the title and what we just heard. We're talking about Israel's war and what's going on with Hamas invading Israel and uh, really pushing. So, first of all, I just want to say, guys, please do your own research and always do your own fucking research. Please! Don't take my advice. Don't take anything I say as a, a good opinion or a bad opinion. I'm here to have a conversation. That's what we do on this show. We're just here talking about what's going on, right? And to be honest with you guys, I might have a controversial take, but I'm not really sure how the United States really cares that much about this. Um, so I just want to first off say, hey, thank you to Channel 4 News. Check them out on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> it's a British public broadcast service. That's where you just heard that first two minutes. The title of the video was Israel, Palestine, and Hamas explained in two minutes where they kind of just break down the history of how Israel became the bee, why Hamas is mad, and their, their token guns and going in there and fucking shit up, right? So, like I said... Before we even dive in, take everything with a grain of salt. Please do your own research. I am not a place for you to make opinions or to take advice. I am a place where 
I just talk, we have a conversation, and we try to find some middle ground and everything and try to come up with a conclusion, but it's all based off of my own thoughts. Anyway, we are going to look at this one news uh, website. I'm not sure if they're a big place. I'm not sure how good the journalists are. I, I have never heard of them beyond researching this topic, and they are called Reuters. It is R-E-U-T-E-R-S, and we're going to talk about an, an article that they posted October 27th, 2023 at 1 a.m., and this article has been written by Steve Holland, Matt Spedalnik, and Humera Pamuk, and the title of this is Behind Biden's Shift on Israel-Hamas War. Gaza deaths, international pressure. So, quick little rundown. October 7th, Hamas went in and uh, they had a bunch of, you know, militants that went into Israel and just started killing people in the uh, southern side. About 1,400 people died. And Israel came back and they started bombing buildings and, you know, I don't know if it was bombing buildings, but they were definitely fucking, like, breaking down that shit. Like... It, they, they were dropping, like, the 9-11 towers, like, the Twin Towers. Like, they were just going back in, killing. Apparently, both of them are committing very big war crimes. But Hamas came in with their dick swinging, pretty much saying Israel shouldn't even be a fucking place. You know, they, they want to burn it all down, kill everybody, slaughter everybody that's there, and most likely take their own land and just expand. So Israel's on a defensive side right now trying to protect themselves their families their land and you know just all in all their country so let's uh let's start this so the article starts as saying u.s president joe biden and his team have markedly shifted their tone on the israel hamas crisis in recent days moving from an unfettered support of israel to emphasizing the needs to protect palestinian palestine <laughs> I can't talk. They need to protect Palestinian civilizations in Gaza ahead of a looming Israel ground invasion. So that's the like newest thing. Israel is looking to make a ground invasion on Hamas and move in and uh, really start fucking trying to even the scoreboard. Uh, the article goes on to say that Biden has not changed his fundamental belief that Israel has the right and responsibility to defend itself in the aftermath of the October 7th attack from Hamas, which is what we just talked about, how they killed 1,400 people in southern Israel. And, guys, so far, like, when I've been looking into this, I haven't... I've, I've tried not to listen to it, because we get the Russian and Ukraine shit, right? We get, we get this coming up, and it's just... It's one of those things where I feel terrible for saying it, because human lives are, are dying, but I just don't really have an opinion or really a care for knowledge on this um on the whole situation going on and i i say that as a guy who understands that hamas has came in and has been making like pretty big terrorist attacks on israel and i i want to feel for the families out there that are trying to stay safe and for the soldiers out there who have to literally stand up and just start fighting and trying to survive. They're in survival mode right now, and they're trying to do their best to get safe and to protect their country. And 
you know, that's a scary thing. But me personally, I'm just on that fence where I'm like, I don't really care if that's even the right word. I don't think it is. I I feel bad for saying that. Um, I hope that Israel is able to defend themselves and can kind of control their land and keep it going, but Hamas, uh, Hamas is definitely coming in with the bigger dick and they're doing helicopters in the front yard, so <laughs> it's, it's fight or flight right now, and I mean, Israel looks terrible, it really does, so we're gonna just keep moving on here. In the article, it starts and says, a rapidly rise Pastilian death toll, the difficulty of freeing hostages held by Hamas, and an increasingly vocal outcry from Arab nations. European allies and some Americans at home have pushed Biden's team to support a pause to Israel's attacks and focus on getting aid to Palestinians. And that comes from multiple, multiple sources from inside Biden's administration. It goes on to say, a White House official said the shift in tone was based on the facts on the ground in Gaza. With the crisis worsening and the Biden's team is having conversations with countries around the world. I'm just trying to see what we can do. And I think this might be the reason why I previously said that I don't really care. It's just another thing where America is going to say, hey, yeah, we'll just keep throwing money at it. And we'll just keep throwing money at it, and our people, us Americans, are going to keep kind of suffering because of that. I mean, how is he supposed to build back better or, like, make America a good place to live currently and, like, help us if we just keep throwing money at other countries when we have no reason to? We have no reason to be over there being the big guy that says, hey, we're going to help. We're here to help. Can we quit being that guy? The guy that comes in and is going to try to solve everybody's issues? Because what it makes me think about is fucking Spider-Man. He wants to help and save everybody. But at home, he's fucked up. And his personal life is fucked up. And he, he can't afford his bills. And he has to, like, find ways to get food and all this shit. And he can't hold a job. That's what America is. We're going out and trying to save everybody and look like the hero when our people at home are suffering from it. And the more money we shoot over there and we spend to get these people help is just fucking us over. And I understand we're not in a war. We're not getting invaded. You know? But we're still suffering. We have thousands of homeless people living on the street dying every single day. They don't have fucking food. They can't afford it. There's people that have kids at home that are not being able to pay their bills at home their their kids are going hungry they're going hungry and instead of us building a system to help people better than the welfare and all these different organizations and charities instead of us building something that could really help everybody and get americans where we need to be we are in the end suffering so that way our government can just send money to other people just send out the money. Let's fight the Ukraine war for them. Let's fight Israel's war for them. And then what? We don't get anything out of it. Is it because it's the right thing to do? 
I don't think it's our fucking problem. If anything, the country surrounding should be like, hey, yeah, like, maybe we should help. You know? And most people, I would I would assume, would think that Hamas is in the total wrong and try to get that shut down immediately and stop those soldiers from coming in and terrorizing Israel even more. But why the fuck do we have to come over across the world to do it? And that's just my current thoughts. We're going to keep going through this article. There has been a tug of war behind the scenes among Biden and his advisors about the U.S. message, said one former official who's in touch with other current officials. Now, this guy wants to remain anonymous, so please take all of this stuff with a grain of salt again. I, I just want to really reiterate that. And uh, this formal, former official is quoted here in saying, We've seen sort of an evolution from sort of throated unconditional hugging of Israel to a little bit more nuance. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, guys, I, I feel terrible. I just don't care. You know, okay, so it goes on. It says the administration had not expected Palestinian casualties to mount as fast as they have. Now more than 7,000 dead are in Gaza, locals say. I mean, it's terrible. It really is. But why why do we always have to be the ones to stand up and do something? I don't understand why we are the ones that have to constantly be the aid and the support and the Spider-Man. Where the fuck are the Avengers? You know? Like, what the fuck? I, I feel terrible. And I feel terrible for saying I don't care. But I also feel terrible for the people that are here that are suffering and our government neglects them every fucking day and would rather go shoot money to other people to fight a war that we have no part of. There is no reason for us to stick our head into every goddamn thing. This quote comes from Aaron David Miller. He's a Middle East expert at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. He says, I think framing has clearly changed, unsurprisingly, in response to changing circumstances. And what appears to be an even greater looming catastrophe... Catastrophe? Catastrophic? Should the Israelis move into Gaza with a major campaign? Yeah. Like, no fucking shit. <laughs> he basically said, uh, yeah, um... It's real bad. I don't think it's good. Like that, he didn't have any real context in his words. He just said key words in there. The framing has clearly changed. Unsurprisingly, duh, in response to changing circumstances and what appears to even be a, like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? You know what he could have said? Hey, yeah, the framing changed because of all the bullshit going on. He's just, he's fucking out here just, just hitting key words. He's trying to sound intelligent, but really, what he's saying has no real fucking context. He could have just went up and said, it's really bad out there. <laughs> and that could have been like it. Uh, <laughs> the article goes on, uh, Biden 80, I love how they add the fact that he's 80 years old. Biden 80 has evolved in the face of the t challenging 2024 re-election bid. Threats by some would-be supporters to withhold their votes over his lack of backing for Palestinians. And a warning from former Barack Obama that Israel's actions could backfire. Yeah. I think that's something that we've been seeing a lot of is people from Israel, 
former soldiers, there's videos online, please go do your own research, are literally saying, like, hey, yeah, Israel's not going to be able to do this. Like, they're going to lose. And now, me personally, even if I thought America would lose a war, I mean, I don't. Maybe in the current state that we're in with the administration that's running it, they're fucking... It's been clown. It's been a fucking clown game. But even so, I, I don't think America would really have too many threats of war. But if I did, I wouldn't be admitting that and letting people post it and it goes viral all over the world because that's just giving Hamas a better strategy. Like... Hey, look, their own people are turning on them and saying that they're not going to fucking win. So we need to just keep striking hard, hard, hard and really break them down. And then we can start coming in easier. You know, like, I, I don't know why the fuck they would openly say that unless it's for the money. America, I know you're watching. Please give me money, please. I'm a little baby. I can't do it myself. Please, America, we love you. America, send us money, please. Like, why? Why does it have to always fucking be us? I'd say, hey, you know, this this is going to sound fucked up. But you ever see two kids at, like, I don't know, Christmas or Thanksgiving? They're two little cousins that they never see each other. You know, maybe it's extended family. And you see them just, like bullying each other like at the kid table or, or or sitting next to each other trying to open presents and they're fucking with each other and you look over and you just kind of want to you just want to watch and see what happens the one kid maybe picked up like a little toy truck while the other one's not looking and is about to throw it at him and you're like yeah fucking get your guap out you know go ahead throw that truck i want to see what happens that's what i feel like <laughs> i just kind of like as America, instead of us stepping in and being like, don't throw that truck at him, you two need to stop fighting and coming in support, I think we just should we should be the the guy that's about seven beers deep with a bunch of ham and turkey in his system just staring and going, oh, this, I want to see how this ends. I want to see how this plays out. Huh? Hopefully nobody else notices. <laughs> oh, fuck, he threw the truck at him. Oh, shit, he picked the trick up. Oh, fuck. Oh, they're throwing it back and forth. Oh, God. Oh, God. The one just took off his shoe. Oh, he's beating him with a shoe. Oh, yeah. Oh. 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 You know? Like, I just want that to happen. Like, let's just watch. Let's see what happens. <laughs> of course, we're not talking about children fighting with toys and hitting each other. We're talking about thousands of people dying. So, it's a very more serious <laughs> situation. But that's just how I feel. I can... Uh, I can compare it to that, I guess. Uh, we're just going to hop back in the article. Because I, I feel like people listening are going to be like, dude, you're a fucking dick. I'm not trying to be. Uh, is, is, I, I mean, I guess I am. doesn't matter. Israeli officials and their U.S. supporters have privately voiced concerns for root, two rooters, which is the article company we're using or the news station, whatever the fuck they are. That as more time passes since the October 7 atrocities committed by Hamas, the more the world's focus will be on death and destruction from Israel assault in Gaza. Biden's aides are urging their Israeli counterparts to take more time to carefully think through their exit strategy before a full-scale full ground evasion, one U.S. source said. Good! That's what all we should be doing. We should we should be the, the fucking uncle who's going up to the kid and be like, Hey, come here. He keeps fucking, fucking with you, right? All night? 
Alright, take this fucking truck. And when he's not looking, just fucking whip it at him. Yeah, just fucking whip it at him. He's gonna fall and cry. That's when you take your shoe and you just start fucking wailing him, bro. And then you just... That's it. That's all we should be doing. We should be whispering in the kid's ear what to do next to defend themselves. U.S. officials have cautioned that crafting fine points of such a strategy on the fly was a... As was often the case for the U.S. in the early stages of the Iraq War, would be a mistake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta go in with some type of game plan. I mean, holy shit. I know that it caught him off guard, but if I was, like, the guy running the shit, and they're like, hey, we just got invaded, I'd be like, okay, guess I'm not sleeping for fucking the next five days. <laughs> gotta, gotta think it all through. Give me a whiteboard, somebody, you know? I'll be fucking sitting there, I'll just... I mean, just for days. I, I I wouldn't be able to sleep just fucking going through it. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's just fucking, I don't know. Let's just fucking go in and see what happens. Like, no, you need a fucking strategy. U.S. military advisors sent to the region are urging Israeli counterparts to be cautious because any invading force will face difficult fighting terrain in a, a warren of tunnels and booby trap buildings that could increase casualties among Israeli soldiers in Gaza civilians. A separate source familiar with the conversation said, okay, so so we're just getting anonymous sources all fucking day. Take all of this with a grain of salt. But if this is true, then good. Let's not let's let's hope that Biden doesn't like go, okay, I guess I'll give you a couple dollars. Oh, can we please have money? Alright, but don't tell your mother, <laughs> you know? And it's like, hey man, you like you only have ten bucks, and you're giving them five. And he's like, hey, don't tell anybody. Well, I guess in our case, we're so fucking in debt, it would be more like our bank account's negative five thousand dollars, and the last ten bucks we have is giving it to the kid. You know what I mean? All right. So it goes on to say, in rare comments on an active foreign policy crisis, Obama. Biden's Democratic predecessor and former boss warned this week that Israel cutting off food and water to Gaza could harden Palestinian attitudes for generations. Why are we just like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> hey, if you guys like stop feeding and watering these guys, they're, they might be pissed at you for a little while. Like, uh, yeah, no shit, dude. We... We, like, don't have any food or water. And if you just, like, don't give us any, like, yeah, I'm going to be kind of mad. We're going to kind of bitch and moan about it for a little bit. Uh, it goes on and says, The White House did not respond when asked if the administration coordinated with Biden's Democratic predecessor. Yeah, because they don't want to be like, Yo, Obama's, like, just in the White House every day just calling shots. You know? Which is more than likely not the case. I think we all kind of understand that. Obama is literally in fucking Biden's ear, like, do this, do that. Oh, fuck you, fucking fell, you dickhead. So, <laughs> oh, you fucking fell again. God damn it. Arab leaders pressure. Oh, cool. We get a we get a headline for this next part of the article. And that's what it says. I'll reread it one more time in case you didn't hear me. Arab leaders pressure. <laughs> When Hamas militants burst out of Gaza and attacked southern Israel on October 7th, Biden offered full-throated support for Israel, saying he relayed to Israel Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin... Oh, my God. What is this an atrocity? Netanyahu? Yahoo? His name's Ben Yahoo. 
that Israel has the right to defend itself and its people, full stop. Uh, thanks, Biden. Uh, we, we were just going to wait. <laughs> like, guys, I know they're literally killing us, but can we just sit here for a minute and just hang out until the U.S. says, like, we're allowed to fight back? Hey, guys, you're allowed to fight now. Oh, thank God. Thank you, Biden. Thanks. We needed your fucking... <laughs> we, we needed you to tell us for some reason. Like... He did not mention the Palestinian people goes in the next part. That's just dumb, though. Like, hey, guys, it's me, the president of the United States, who has no authority over anything you do ever. By the way, you guys can defend yourselves, just so you know. Like, it's kind of like, a, it's kind of like an asshole thing to say. He's like, hey, you guys are getting fucked up. Have you thought about, like, trying to protect yourselves or, like, defend and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we, of course we didn't fucking do that. You know? And he's like, oh, I couldn't tell. There's like 1,400 dead in like a few hours. <laughs> like, you guys are getting fucked up. You know, like, you probably ha like can grab a couple guns and start shooting back at them or something. Like, you don't need them. You don't want them to run a full fucking train on you like you're a fucking porn star, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of the most dickheaded shit you could say. <laughs> um, <laughs> the article goes on and says... Addressing reporters before departing for the Middle East on October 11th, U.S. Secretary of State Antony, he, he, he's too good for an each, guys. He doesn't want to be Anthony. It's Antony. Blinken said the top objective of his trip was a robust show of solidarity with Israel, including providing all the military equipment that it needs to defend itself. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're just going to start giving them guns and weapons and helicopters and shit. Like, what are they, the fucking Taliban? Hey guys, you're getting the same treatment <laughs> Afghanistan did. Here's all of our shit. Yeah, you probably don't know how to use it, but we'll teach you. And in that time, you're just going to keep getting fucked. But here you go. Use our stuff. Go kill them. And then Blinken then said, the United States has Israel's back. Um, and then he did not mention any aid at all. The humanita humanitarian aid. So, uh... Being that they're not mentioning it, I'm hoping they're kind of like, yeah, we don't want to give them fucking money. You know, like, it's like the homeless guy you you pass. You're like, oh, buddy, I'll buy you food. Are you hungry? I do that. If I see a homeless guy, like, and they're, like, there, and I got an extra couple dollars, I'll be, like, and we're next to, like, something. I'm like, hey, you want Burger King? Like, I'll drive around. I ain't got shit going on. I'll go buy him, like, Burger King or something. And one time this dude, I said, you want, we were next to Burger King, Popeyes, and Dunkin'. And then there was a Taco Bell, like, just a second down the road. And I was like, do you want, what do you want? He's like, oh, I'll take Duncan. I'm like, Duncan? Why the fuck would you? He was like, yeah, can I just get, like, a like a donut or something? I was like, you want, like, a whole fucking 12-pack? Like, one donut would just piss me off. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. So I got him a dozen donuts instead of, like, a hot chicken sandwich or a nice burger with, like, fries and stuff. Like, he just wanted 12 donuts. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, okay, so the article goes on. It says, During Blinken's six-day trip, the death toll in Gaza soared from Israel airstrikes and concerns grew about food and water. Every a a oh my God. Every Arab leader Blinken met in the region pressed him to urgently find a solution to the rapidly de deteriorating situation in Gaza. It's not our fucking problem, bro! Hey, Blinken, you from U.S., right? Can we get some motherfucking money? It's like, 
Guys, by the way, that's that's supposed to be a kid voice. I don't I don't know exactly what came out of my mouth. I just want to very clarify that I'm not trying to sound like an Arab leader or anything. It was supposed to be that, can we have some money, please? Like that. Can we please have some money, Google Gaga? Please, President Biden. Can we have some money? Like a kid that can't talk. I'm not trying to sound like, I, don't, I mean, a, <laughs> Arabs don't talk like that, obviously. I just want to make sure everybody knows I wasn't trying to, like, fake a voice or be, like, uh, insensitive or whatever the fuck the word is. Racist, even? I don't know. It was supposed to be the baby voice, and it came out a little weird. Anyway, the intense protest against Israel that followed last week's blast at a Palestinian hospital, which the U.S. and Israel both blamed on... Palestinian militants also alarmed U.S. officials. Okay, yeah, so I think the whole thing alarms the U.S. officials. I don't know. This article has a lot of nothing in it, and I don't want to blame it on the people that wrote the article. I want to blame it on the people that they are referencing in the article because they are just talking about nothing. The biggest thing I got out of it was, hey, yeah, this is bad, says everyone. goes on to say, the protests were reminders of the risks of escalation during a ground assault, U.S. officials said, because they show how Israel's advisories could seek to wield disinformation to spark unrest. And now we're going to get to the last section of this article, guys. Don't worry, we're almost done. Humanitarian pause. That is the name of this part. The most rapid shift in U.S. policy has happened this week to support a... Excuse me. To support a cessation in Israel's attacks on Gaza to allow aid and people to escape. Asked on October 23rd about the international demands for humanitarian pause, White House security spokesman, who the fuck, okay, John Kirby, fucking Kirby, they made Kirby into a real person? Holy shit, Nintendo's suing. Kirby said the United States wants to make sure Israel has the tools it needs to defend itself and go after Hamas and that humanitarian assistance keeps flowing. Oh, God, we are sending them money. Fuck shit. Oh, my God. Why? Why? Can we, like, just... Can we take the money and just buy food and water for Gaza and send it over? Like, hey, here's a fucking boat. It's full of food and water. You're welcome. Like, why do we have to give them the money? They don't know how to spend it correctly. They're not good with money. A day later, Kirby and Blinken advocated for for one publicly. Oh, so they're advocating for money to get sent over. So Blinken goes over and meets all these fucking officials. And he's like, hey, guys, like, if we send you some fucking aid... How much money are you going to send me back? Like, here's my cash app, you know? Because that's what happens. Let's not all, like, act like that doesn't fucking happen. It happens with every single thing America does. It's a very known thing that these politicians and these people in the government are just fucking trying to support shit so that way they can get some money. So that's what Blinken really did. He said, hey, so sorry about, like, your country fucking, like, dying in front of you and everyone that you know and love is fucking dead. If we send you, like, a billion dollars, can I get, like, ten mil? Like, can you just, like, shoot that back? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, if you can fucking get us money. We're really just worried about food and water. He's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll publicly say 
that we should give you some money. Maybe maybe that'll push Biden. He's fucking old. He's not even the you know Obama's in his ear, you know. So Obama don't give a fuck. He he did it the best. So anyway, it goes on. The shift followed a plea from the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Guterres? Guterres? I don't know. We'll call him Ant. For civil civilians to be protected, increasingly desperate appeals from UN organizations to allow an aid. Oh, okay, so they're they're just trying to get money off of everybody. That's like going to every one of your grandparents and being like, um, can I have five dollars, please? Please, boss, can I have five bucks? Can I get five dollars? What do you need the five dollars for? Me and my friends, we were gonna go to the mall, and um, I, 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 I don't know. Can I just leave five dollars, please, please, please? You know, like it's a fucking. They're just going around. Anybody have spare change? It's like okay, well, I guess, but not for you. <laughs> the U.S. revised its own UN resolution from a focus on Israel's right to defend itself to include calls for all measures, specifically to in include human humanitarian pauses to allow unhindered humanitarian access of aid great i love this guys this is this is the best remarks made by biden on wednesday are in contracts with those on october 7th and show a new direction he uh he said during a press conference israel has everything in its power has to do everything in its power as difficult as it is to protect innocent civilians he offered a rare criticism as well of Israel's extreme settlers on the West Bank, accusing them of pouring gasoline on fire and called for a concentrated effort once the crisis is over to work toward an accord under which Israel and New Palestinian state would exist side by side in peace. Okay, so yeah. So all of us are kind of watching the kids fighting at Christmas. They're throwing shit at each other. They're beating each other with their own shoes. And then... While they're doing it, the one is saying, can I please, can I please get some help? Can I have some dollars? And they're like, you have the right to defend yourself. Hit him back. Punch him back. You're going to, come on, buddy. He's beating the fuck out of you next to the chimney. <laughs> you got to, you got to do something here. And then Grandpa Joe walks in. Can't we all just get along? It's like, hey, Grandpa, you <laughs> war. Grandpa, how was your... <laughs> He's so old, he just hurts all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh. He's like, Gran Grandpa, you're, you're trying to sit down on the couch. What the fuck's going on? He's like, fuck. Can't oh. you damn kids just fucking get along? Fucking assholes. That's, what my, that's just how I see this whole thing going down. Anyway, the last piece of this... Oh, awesome article that is so good says but biden has also expressed skepticism towards palestinian estimates of the death toll and a continued support of israel he told the press conference that he had no confidence in the numbers the palestinians were using about gaza's dead oh so that's the kids fighting each other and the one says, ow, he hurt me real bad. My shoulder hurts. And Grandpa, after yelling, get along, says, he's on the couch now. He's like, ugh, get up. It doesn't hurt that bad. Come on. Quit crying. Shut the f quit, quit crying. Damn it. <laughs> he's so mad. Uh, so, yeah. All in all, with this war, I pictured as two little kids fighting at Christmas. <laughs> and 
we're all just kind of watching like holy shit you fucking see these nobody wants to really step in and do anything but the grandpa joe comes in and he's he's trying his he's trying his quote-unquote best he's just sitting on the couch going stop it cut the shit you know so shout out grandpa joe <laughs> uh guys that's all i really have it's you know these podcasts are anywhere from a half hour to an hour we're just i don't have much for it you know final thoughts i guess would just be uh yeah hamas is fucked up for invading israel and i i really hope that israel can not only defend itself but uh uh to really just kind of give them a taste of their own medicine you know they said hamas and israel are both committing war crimes against each other and um i would say hamas started at first obviously so good israel should have that right to kind of be like hey you guys are fucking with us so let's just start slaughtering your people too you want to fucking act up and it is very inhumane it's very dark it's very gory and it's gross and disgusting and every other fucking word you can think of um hope to god that the aid does not get big and the u.s doesn't give them too much money if they end up giving much money at all uh there's a couple people from the u.s government that are publicly saying yes send them money so hopefully biden's kind of like uh no and the only reason why i see him doing that and saying eh no is just because of what's going to happen with his approval rating uh, last episode, we talked about his approval rating being at 37%. I think that if he sends any money, any more money overseas, it's going to keep dropping. Really, I think this is just a bad situation for Biden at all. Um, people are going to be mad if he doesn't help. People are going to be mad if he does. So he should just kind of do what he's doing, walk that line, and be like, hey, yeah, you guys should stop. But then, like, don't really do too much about it and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll help you, like, get some weapons and stuff, but we're not going to give you money. I think he's doing a good job at just kind of walking that line and trying to be the guy that is satisfying both sides of the, of the whole, uh, should we give him money or shouldn't we part. Because I, I don't really have much to say about, like, it. And now if it said, hey, he signed a bill, so we're sending $10 billion over, this podcast would have went a different way. My attitude and the way I would have went about this whole case would have been very different. Because that's what I mainly care about is uh, the money part. Sounding like a dick when I say that. Of course, I'm sad that people died. But how sad can you be? I don't fucking know them, you know? I know it's terrible. That's all feel like if we continue this episode it's just going to be us talking about the same stuff over and over again there's not much new if anything comes up you know maybe we'll shout it out in a future episode and be like oh hey by the way israel's fucking gone <laughs> keep going thank you guys so much for listening you can find me on twitter it is drawing the line with two e's at the end so drawing the line line spelled l-i-n-e-e -E, in case you don't know what two e's at the end means uh i don't have any followers on twitter yet but i'm trying to use it as far as this podcast goes just for the fact that uh never been a twitter head so hopefully at some point i will become one and we can have great conversations on there 
in real life and in real time. I feel like this is dragging. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next week, Wednesday, 8 a.m.